You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series on leadership. In this first part, Linnell asks his radio audience, are you a leader? And what is the definition of leadership? We must take inventory of our own leadership abilities. Let's join the conversation. Tonight's questions is, are you a leader? And then I'd like to know, what is your definition of leadership? You know, this evening, I'll share a little bit about my own definition, but I'd like to hear what your definition is. And uh, it's interesting. There's a lot going on <laughs> in the world these days. There's a lot going on in the United States. You know, you don't even have to look at the world. And there's a lot of opportunity for effective leaders to step in the gap for the issues, the number of issues that we have. And over the last two weeks, race relations have been a part of that definitive focus in our media outlets, from the Donald Sterling debacle to the unfortunate incident that took place, I believe it was Thursday evening, when P.K. Saban, the African-American hockey player, he scored a goal to help the Canadians win over the Boston Bruins. And that sparked a number of racial slurs, a number, probably is underestimating it, more like a plethora of racial slurs to crop up on Twitter and other social media outlets from Bruin fans, you know, in regards to him being African-American. And uh, believe they didn't call him African-American, though. But just upset that he was the individual that helped the Canadians win, right? And so uh, that's, uh, well, he's black. I don't know about Africa. He's Canadian, so can be African-American, but black. So that's one, you know, particular issue that's going on right now. And then, of course, we have Russia and Ukraine. And the conflict that's taking place over there seems to be escalating versus de-escalating. Um, and then in other news, the awful case of, you know, these 270-plus girls that are missing in Nigeria. And um, I guess the story is that they were kidnapped to be forced into marriage. So talk about issues in the world. There's just a, a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, tonight we're talking about leadership. And ultimately, all of this is the consequence of ineffective leadership in one form or another. South Sudan, I mean, I could keep going, but South Sudan is on the brink of what can be considered to be possibly another genocide and, uh, you know, bring it home, you know, six years later, right, from uh, 2008, or you could say almost 13 years later from 2001 when we had the initial economic crisis, you know, our country is still nursing uh, an economy that seems to be stalled. So, you know, all these, like I said, are matters and consequences of ineffective leadership one way or another. And that is what we're going to focus on over the next month, leadership. And 
you know, that what I just shared was external in a lot of ways, right? The consequence of ineffective leadership. But I really want to start kind of turning the scope or the focus on ourselves because that's that's really where we have to start. I mean, you guys know that's the tone of my show, and that's what uh, that's that's what we can control, right? It's hard to control all these things that are going on, but what we can do is look at that and then reflect on it and say, all right, so what can I do where I am? And so that's the conversation. So let's get into the show. You know, the, the question I'm asking is, are you a leader, and what is the definition of leadership? We got a call from Tony. Tony, you are on the air. How are you? How you doing, uh, Alanael? I'm well. All right, right. Uh, I'm a first-time caller. I listen to you uh, quite frequently. I really enjoy your your show. And uh, for a long time, me and my wife have been uh, contemplating this. What is a true leader? Mm. And um, after uh, analyzing and studying the condition that we are in, my definition of a leader is this here. It's two type of leaders. Okay. You have the wannabe leader, mm. and then you have the true down-to-earth leader, the one that has a vision for the people. Now, the wannabe leader doesn't make any waves, go along with the status quo. And um, the true down-to-earth leader is very innovative, and he has a vision for the people. And he's able to pass that vision on and inspire hope within people. Mm-hmm. Take, for example... The NAACP leader that was accepting uh, money from, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Sterling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He was the definition of what I call a wannabe leader. Okay. Because the NAACP is supposed to stand for moving forth the agenda of minorities and helping us out. It's right. supposed to be one of the oldest leaders. What has it done within the last past couple of years to inspire and pass on a vision to where we're supposed to be at? That's my definition of a wannabe leader and a true down-to-earth leader. Nice. Hey, you know what? Thank you for that. You know, and I have have a question for you because you said, you know, a wannabe leader doesn't make waves, goes with the status quo. And then you talked about, uh, so you talked a lot about the wannabe leader. I like to get your perspective on, you know, what do you believe a true leader? I mean, so you said inspires hope, but give me a little more on your thoughts around what, a true, effective leader provides? Okay. A true leader, it's like, um, how can I say this? Wisdom is known of its children. It's like this here. When it's a true leader, you can feel it coming from the heart. I mean, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And what's happening... In the past, there were individuals like Malcolm X and uh, right. Amanda Evans. We not only felt it, but also the racists felt those are true leaders because you could feel it from the heart. Lanier, mm-hmm. I don't have to come and tell you what well, this individual is not just talking a lot of talk, but you could feel his passion. You could feel his charisma. Right, right. Well, I think what you're saying is that a true leader – they embrace the very essence of the responsibility of leadership. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I hear you saying. And then I think something else that kind of came out and I'm, I'm again, you called out Malcolm X. Right. But you, you start to bring out leaders like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, different leaders like that. 
I think they knew, you know, despite what they were, you know, saying or and how they were teaching and leading, they knew that their lives were in danger. Exactly. And so, you know, in my mind, an effective leader is someone that is willing to die for the cause. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that cause could be anything, right? I mean, we just had the unfortunate circumstance of the uh, young lady, Lenore, I think is her name, who is an advocate against nonviolence, who actually end up being uh, a victim of violence, right? Okay. But again, more than likely someone who was willing to die for the cause anyway. Unfortunate, uh, she, you know, she came to a, a much quicker demise, but... She stood for a principle. But she, she had a principle, right. She believed it to her very core. And so, as a result, there's a movement that her death has kind of sprung. I know there was a, a visual for her last evening. And so, you know, and people don't move unless when the person was alive, that individual moved them. And uh, mm-hmm. it takes something to move somebody. So, Lionel, but, but this is the quagmire we are in. Mm-hmm. The wannabe leaders are quenching, is crushing the spirit of the true leaders. And the status quo is keeping the wannabe leaders in that position. Now, how do we get out of that quagmire? Well, I, I think, and this is what I believe, I, you know, well, this is what I know, right? I mean, there are stats on, you know, the number of, or, or the effectiveness of leadership as a whole in North America. The last stat I checked is that only 11% of leaders mm-hmm. in North America are, can really be called effective. All right. So that's 11%. So that tells you right there that there are only a few leaders who are really, really, they have the competencies of a leader. They can move things forward and, you know, they exemplify what we would, you know, probably follow. You know, they exemplify the qualities of a leader that we would probably follow. All right, Tony, thanks so much, man. I got a few more callers, but thanks a lot for that, uh, for your perspective there. Okay, bye-bye. All right, all right. A uh, good perspective from Tony. All right, I got Tommy. Tommy, how you doing, brother? Hey, I, I got to ask you a question. Okay. Okay. One, a leader is only good as its followers. I don't care what the circumstances or situation is. And then the next question is, who is the leader of the white folks? Who is the leader of Latinos? Who is the leader of Jews? Who is the leader of Italians, Russians? And when you come up with no damn body but the people... Then you start asking yourself a real basic question. How dumb can we be? Lead what? Yeah. Well, well, you you know what, Tommy, to that point, to that point, when you say lead what? Yeah, lead what? One of the reasons that I was passionate about this topic for this month and it being a five-week month is because we need to work on leading ourselves. I mean, that is the most difficult task. And that's where, you know, over the next few weeks, we're going to go and I'm going to share, you know, my thoughts and and again, collect thoughts from other people. But that is the deficit that, you know, too often there are many of us who have not mastered the art of self-discipline and truly leading ourselves, understanding the competencies of leadership. Yet we want to step into the front of the room and say, hey, I'm a leader. Or we're given a title, right? We're given a title of leader, yet we haven't even figured out how to adequately lead ourselves, how to adequately sacrifice to the extent where we understand, like truly understand what self-discipline is, 
So that way we can show up and be an example to others. And like you said, leaders need followers. People are actually willing to follow you. And so. Okay, Lionel, watch this. mm -hmm. I agree. I see. Okay, watch this. Okay. You would be a leader. And let me tell you why. Because you're trying to encourage and enlighten people with reality. Mm-hmm. If your reality cannot lead you, then why do you think right now that the NAACP is giving out lifetime awards to racists? I mean, that's just about where it's at right now, man, because they recognize and they understand that there's something fundamentally wrong with the mindset of a community or a group of people when they need a leader instead of the reality and the suffering that is being placed upon them. That's your leader. We got kids dying around here, man. The whole South Side and West Side has been turned into a, a barren no man's land. Yeah. While while as as a as an older person once being young, I can tell you that they always been building on the north side and downtown. I can take you to communities all around through Chicago that they did nothing to. The houses are literally standing simply mm-hmm. because of the magnificent brilliance of those who built that house. If the former people who were known as slaves who came to this country, picked cotton, broke rocks, got hung, got shot, got burned, is not enough to lead you to a magnificent understanding of reality, then what can be it? Other than somebody like yourself. So I don't want to sound like I'm at odds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I sit back and I start saying, you know, you start talking about self-discipline. Is it self-discipline for uh, somebody 25 years old to give a 14-year-old a gun? What kind of madness and craziness well, is that, Well, you know, let me, let me back up and, and address a couple of things that you said. So one of the first things you talked about is, you know, so why would a leader, you know, take money? You know, or a leader of an NCAA take money from a from a racist. And it's much broader than that. So, you know, so Tommy, you know, I'm an ontological coach. And one of the things that, you know, in getting certified for that and going through training, you know, they teach us to take a look at, you know, the human behavior. And one of the things that I think most leaders are struggling with is the simple the battle of survival. I think that often, and this goes not just to the conversation of leadership, right? This goes to the conversation of it's holistic across, you know, everything that we are, everything that we do. But too often, we're just trying to figure out how to survive. And what we don't realize is that everything that we need is already in us. So you talk about, you know, you talk about these young people who are slaughtering each other, right? Part of the reason, I think you and I have talked about this before, is because they don't believe they have anything to live for. And so there's a a lack of knowledge. And that lack of knowledge is the gap that's creating the circumstance that we're in right now. Because if, and I'll tell you, Tommy, if I could take a, a needle and line them up, man, and inject them with it, I would. Because once you get that knowledge, then all of a sudden, you and, you and I've heard your story, right? Once you get the knowledge, all of a sudden something clicks and you say, hmm, I do have a reason. I do have a hope and I am somebody and there's no reason for me to do these things. I have a future. I'm going to live past 20. But that's the situation. And what does it take to give the knowledge? 
what it takes. Let me say this. Let yeah. me say this to you in closing, because there are other callers. You you have other callers and stuff. Let me say this to you, mm-hmm. my brother. See, a whole lot of wisdom comes from individuals who you don't look at as being a leader, such as yourself, such as some of the uh, radio personalities that are on this station, some of the teachers and stuff that we've ran into uh, during our lives, some of the parenting and stuff that has gone on in our lives to lead us to a different reality. And sadly, in closing, Mm -hmm. right now, if a person doesn't have the basic principle of the sanctity of life, okay, mm-hmm. because you can start at the bottom, but even as you scratch and pull to try to get to the top, that doesn't change who you are as an individual with your moral values. Right. So when we start going through all these things, if you just listen real clear to all this stuff people are saying, looking for somebody to lead you out of something when in the morning the only somebody that's putting on your drawers is you. The only somebody that's brushing your teeth is you. The only somebody that's going to step out into the street is going to be you. You make the conscious decision on that day what you're going to do and who you're going to be. And sadly, Linnell, I close with this. Mm -hmm. You know, my hope is, is in individuals like yourself because without you, Without this radio station and the platform that it provides, without the greatness of those who have come after us, before us, to show us that the greatness is within yourself. It took a great individual to go out in a field and pick cotton with one thought in their mind, that someday their descendants could stand and be free. Right. That's your leader. God bless you, Doc, and I listen to you every night. And I didn't mean to sound ranting or go off on Oh, no, curves, no, I get it. I get it. It's, 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 you know, I, it's just an amazing thing to me. I love you, Doc. All Good right, night, man. man. Thanks for the phone call, Tommy. What I heard Tommy say is leadership is you. Man, leadership is you. That's, you know, he said it a different way. I'm just, you know, cleaning up for him a little bit. But leadership is you. The conversation tonight, you know, uh, talking about leadership. Had some uh, had two callers already. Uh, Tony and Tommy provided some good thoughts. And the question I'm asking is, are you a leader and what is your definition of leadership? I got Maria on the line. Maria, you are on the air. Hello. How are you? I'm well. OK. One of the things I'm a team player, so I believe in team leadership and working with people that are able to agree to disagree and come on a common ground and we can work together and get a project accomplished. I love that type of leaders, you know, mm-hmm. taking turns being leaders. But I also meditated on the different types of leaders in, in history. Now, for sometimes, I'll speak specifically for the black American community, where we have Martin Luther King, a great leader, but it seems like many times we want our leaders to be martyrs, okay? Then I look at history, Harriet Tubman. She's my shero because she was a leader, and she lived to tell about it. But she not only was a leader, she had to become a little mini dictator. Because once you got and she showed you that the Underground Railroad and that North Star, Baby, you better follow it because you're not going back to the plantation and tell nobody right. what's going on. Once you right. get on this train, this train is moving north. And so I looked at certain things. It's easy to be um, 
a leader when you're working like Tommy brought up, have followers and people that understand the vision and are willing, even when they don't understand, to know that someone is the headship. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the easy type of role to follow. But when you get uh, oppositions, then people. So I learned in that way I'm not a good leader. And when you have too much opposition or people want to just, you know, tear down what you're doing, then, you know, I could see myself being a good dictator, okay? You know, I don't like that. When I start examining myself, and that's why I prefer teamwork leadership, where not one person has to be ego strutting around. I'm the leader of this because I'm a little peon with a big ego, and I realize that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I respect other people's opinions, and I like working with people that we have a common vision, and we're going to take turns. It's not about all me, all you. No big I's and little U's type of thing. Right. And, and we can work together. I like that team. I think in that kind of um, when I'm able to take turns with other people, bring ideas, work on a project, take leadership of this project, and then maybe you might be better at this than I am. You mm-hmm. take leadership. I'm good at team leadership. But when it comes to, you know, somebody want me to stick my neck, because I was a union rep, too. And, you know, people, I go before the boss because I'm not scared. You know, I can take care of myself, and I can take care of you, too. But when I found out there are people that actually want you to stick your neck out for them, they won't stand up for themselves or nobody else. They just want you to get your neck chopped off. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not going for that. So you're not going for that. All right. Well, thanks so much, Maria. I I appreciate the phone call. All right. Bye. All right. Okay. You know, one of the things she brought up is confrontation. You know, hey, and leaders will uh, have to navigate confrontation. I don't know any other way about it. And and often uh, you may a leader will find that no one agrees. And it's interesting sticking your neck out, sticking your neck out for the people. Is that leadership? Is that what a leader is supposed to do? And I I get what Maria was going with it when a person doesn't want to stand up for themselves or maybe they did something wrong. But what if you know that, you know, that is the right thing to do? Hmm. Like, do you do it? Even if that means that you may be at risk. I would think that's what a leader would do. Because that would be the essence of effective leadership, right? Uh, interesting. All right, we've got some more callers here. we got Mark from the West Side. How you doing, Mark? You're on the air. Good evening, brother. I want to say this much, because when I came in, you were talking about the killing that was going on and the sister that was killed. And in talking about leadership, we need to get to the point of moving instead of talking about the leadership. I mean, having a radio station at this point, when our children are dying, we're losing our houses at record pace, we need to be talking about when we're going to come together mm-hmm. to stop this bleeding that's going on. You know, we, we can cry out and march and make it a big issue when the killings happen, but when they're downsizing our people and gentrifying them out of the city, that's worse than the killing of our children. Mm-hmm. That's worse than the schools being taken. Because once they take your land, then the rest of those things that, that we fight for means nothing. I mean, if, if, if they're taking your house, then your children are going to go to school from where? Right. The homeless shelter? Right. And so I leave you with this. Mm-hmm. And I said on all these different shows, these are true numbers. 64,000 properties have been foreclosed on already. There's a plan in place, and it's running smoothly to quietly wipe our people out of this city the way they did us in Detroit, the way they did in Inglewood on the south side, the way they did with the projects. But it seems like until it actually happened to us, then we believe that it's going to happen. 
I said that there are 64,000 foreclosures that have happened already. Mm. That amounts to almost 600,000 people or over 600,000 right. people. You look at multi-unit buildings. And then you look at another 68,000 that are in pre-foreclosure. There is a deliberate attempt to wipe us out of this city so they don't have to fight these fights by the next time the mayor has run. And if you don't think that they'll wipe us out in a year, uh, next election is about March, and you keep sitting back and being quiet, and, and, and we're talking about everything but uh, staying on the land. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm telling you, we're going to be on the other side of the toll booth. And every day you go down your blocks, you see houses that used to, uh, where people used to live, boarded up. Yeah, but that's true. we're so selfish and hateful that until it happens to us, then we say we're under attack. Then yeah, that's when we, we feel it. But right. if, when it's happening to your next door neighbor that you uh, used to speak to in the morning, it's just as important as it happened in your household. Those days you're saying it's all about me, I'm getting mine, and I'm mine my business. Those days are over. Mm-hmm. If we don't put our heads together, and I'm telling you, I'm deceiving with the courts. I'm watching the, uh, this mayor keep the focus on the killing, keeps focus on schools, keeps the right. focus on everything. But, but not on the land. Uh, and they're taking us off the land at the same time we've been paying all this attention to all those other things that are going to be moot after they move you off the land, sir. All right, Mark, I, I appreciate the perspective. Good perspective, man. Thanks a lot. All right. And I, you do the math. He's saying that 64,000 foreclosed already, 68,000 to be foreclosed, 132,000. That's a lot of property, a lot of people. And imagining that some of those are multi-unit properties, too. Wow. That is concerning. You know, so I'm, I'm looking at I, I'm putting a list here together. And again, remember, the topic is, you know, what is the definition of leadership? We're talking about leadership this evening. Leaders inspire hope. A leader will die for the cause. A leader is only as good as their followers. Hmm. Followers bring strength to the, you know, to what the leaders bring in. Okay. A leader is you, you know, it starts with self-leadership. We had that conversation. Martin Luther King came up. He was a visionary. This idea of martyr, martyrism, huh? Hmm. And uh, Harriet Tubman, you know, she's got a great quote. One of them is, I'm going to misquote a little bit, but I would have freed more slaves if all of them had known they were slaves. I always think about that when I hear her name. And then confrontation, a leader is willing to uh, engage, you know, to be confronted. Has to be because, you know, you you listen to the issues that were brought up. That's a lot of I mean, you want to start addressing that. That's confrontation. It takes some type of confrontation. You're going to get some pushback. And then ultimately, a leader is unselfish. That is a key component. Unselfish It's not about me. It's about the cause. All right. So uh, good stuff so far. And again, you know, I'm I'm a unique way of just kind of identifying topics for this month in regards to leadership. Are you a leader? And what is your definition of leadership? You know, I'll share this. I've had the privilege to lead professionally, personally, within the community. And my take on leadership is this. You know, first and foremost, leadership is a privilege. And it is an enormous responsibility. And anybody who thinks that it's something else, it always concerns me because it's a privilege first. Right. So it could be taken away from you. And I think we've seen 
just this week, individuals that, you know, this has been, you know, that opportunity of leadership has been taken away. So it's a privilege. But then it's a responsibility. So why do I say it's a responsibility? It's a responsibility because leaders facilitate change. You know, whether that change is positive or whether it's negative, leaders influence the very course of other people's lives, either directly or indirectly, because they're creating a ripple effect. Right. And I talk about the ripple effect all the time on this show. And so, you know, and that's my opinion, but I'll stick to that. I really believe that the ability to change someone's life is huge, huge. And so I've had the wonderful privilege of spending, you know, a good portion of my adult life as a leader. And I've learned a number of critical lessons throughout my leadership journey from leading small groups or groups of volunteers to, you know, larger groups or even now professionally leading full, you know, full departments. And, you know, I want to share some of these lessons over the next month. And I've gotten lessons. I've learned lessons myself from the mistakes I've made. I've also learned lessons from leaders that I've had, Uh, leaders that were good. Some were good and leaders that, you know, weren't, you know, I would say, you know, some bad leaders. But either way, I benefited from those experiences. And that has created what I would say my perspective or, uh, you know, my belief on leadership. And um, I believe the true beauty of leadership is in the people that you are privileged to lead, because in those people is the wisdom that I believe that we need to lead effectively. And I also think that's one of the reasons why leaders aren't doing so well is because many leaders lack the competence of active listening. All right, we'll get into that some more. I got uh, James. James, you, you're on the air. Oh, thank you, brother, and thank you for having this show. Yes, sir. Marcus Garvey said, when it comes to a people, nothing is more important than leadership. Yes, sir. I believe and that. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I know Brother Tommy mean well, but when he says other people don't have leaders, that is simply not true. Russia have leaders, Germany, China, the Chinese. Now, I came to Chicago. Chinatown was about two or three blocks. Look at it now. Look like a little small city. Mm-hmm. You think that happened without leadership? There's no way. Right. Now, and you're going to have leadership whether you want it or not. Yeah. Other people would see to that. Yeah. The thing is, what kind of leadership you're going to have? Now, in the Congo, Maurice Bishop. Uh, not Maurice Bishop, Patrice Lumumba in the Congo was elected president. They killed him after about one week. Why? Leadership. Right. They wanted to decide who the leadership. Maurice Bishop in Grenada. Mm-hmm. Reagan went and killed him. Why? Leadership. Gaddafi. Why? They are deciding who your leader going to be. Right. Because now, that, influences, that influences the direction of the people. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes after people in power, then they can transfer a leadership to an institution. That's and the true. institution will become the leader. University of Chicago, University of Illinois. These are leadership institutions for the white people. 
Yeah. What, so I just, what else for everyone? For everyone. Well, no, I wouldn't say that now. <laughs> well, everyone. I mean, you can every, go there, yeah. but I mean, they have an agenda. They yeah, well, well keep in, but keep in mind, James, that if I can go, then I can extract the same knowledge. And knowledge is the gap. That's what I said earlier. You know, knowledge is the gap. Well, I don't know. I would say the application of knowledge. We have a lot of black people in this country with knowledge. But look at us. Mm. You know, you know what? I'll agree with you on that. Thank you for correcting me because it is the application. You know, and one of the shows I had, I said, you know, that a lot of us can read, but not all of us are literate because. Yeah, because reading is the ability to not only read the words, but comprehend and then take action. So you're right. Right. Yeah, I'll give you. Yeah. Right. I'm going to share this with you real quick. You probably heard me. I told you before. When I came to Chicago, man, I thought blacks here was doing it. I thought they was into something. And when when was that, James? When when was that? Oh, that was like 68. Okay. You had Soft Sheen, Johnson Products, WVON, Luster Products. You had, and you had a number of black millionaires. They couldn't even count them. Same mm-hmm. way today. I thought they was doing something, but I didn't realize they did not control the south side of Chicago. It was still being controlled by the man. Mm-hmm. You see, that was a leadership problem. And you had the movement here, too. Right. That was a leadership problem. But those people had no business. They was doing okay, making money. But without the proper leadership, we was not able to build and control the south side of Chicago for black people. Right. And now we're losing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, great perspective tonight, James. I appreciate okay, the phone brother, call, Okay, brother. Thank you for having this show, man. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate it. Yeah, all month. This is going to be the topic, leadership. So we'll we'll dive into it and, and look at it from a lot of different angles, man. Oh, and one more thing to Brother Tommy. All uh-huh. them people you see in the U.N., they leading somebody. They were sent there to represent somebody. Yeah. Influence. Okay, thank you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, really good perspective. And I think I knew where Brother Tommy was going. I think he was talking more about intrinsic, the presence of leadership versus the actual figureheads. And, and, you know, so these other groups do have leaders. Man, phenomenal feedback. Uh, You know, I I will finish the thought I was sharing in regards to, you know, my perspective on leadership. And you'll hear a whole lot more from me. You know, good leaders. Well, first, let me go back to the leadership starting with us, right? And so Tommy, he said a number of things. The one thing that I'll extract that I definitely want to hit on and we'll talk about later is, you know, being a leader of self, right? Self-leadership, self-management. And that, that you know, there's a lot of terms, right? Emotional intelligence. Uh, you can go into a lot of different things when you talk about self-leadership. But, uh, you know, that's probably the first place that we need to look. And, you know, this evening, I would say, you know, take inventory on your own leadership abilities. You know, we had some callers. I think one of them, Maria, you know, she was able to call herself out. You know, she was aware of, you know, what she was good at and what she wasn't good at. I think that's something that we all need to be able to do, because then what do you do? I'm not good at everything. And so I build a team of people around me that make up for that deficit. That's what leaders do. So good calls. I, you know, I can appreciate James phone call and what he, the quote he gave about Marcus Garvey. When it comes to people, nothing is more important than leaders. And that's why we're having the conversation, you know, but 
you know, my perspective, you know, on good leaders, and it's wide, right? But I'm just going to give, I'm going to go down one lane to close the show. You know, good leaders spend a great deal of time providing perspective by painting the big picture. And you guys heard me say this before, you know, and they paint the big picture for why things are or why we're doing what we're doing or why we're going where we're going. There's a quote. There's a book called The Leadership Challenge by James Cousins. And uh, I lean on this book quite a bit. This is really good for those of you who are readers out there and, and leaders. The Leadership Challenge is written by James Cousins and Barry Posner. But the quote is, there's nothing more demoralizing than a leader who can't clearly articulate why we're doing what we're doing. All right. So why leadership this month? Well, leadership this month, because I think we can all agree that this is probably one of the major competencies or things that we're lacking right now. And so what better way to hopefully touch, like I say all the time, at least one person, uh, because if it can touch one person, then it can create a ripple effect. And this is what leaders do. So that is why leadership this month and great leaders not only do this, but after providing the vision, right, the why. That is clearly illustrated by the big picture and the whys associated with that vision. They motivate and inspire us to pursue and achieve a critical goal connected to that vision with excellence. And so I'll tell you all, my goal is really to kind of pull back the covers and have us to think about what is it that we need to do individually, right? Because we like to look outside, but individually to develop ourselves into better leaders. So that way, when we are pushing externally, you know, when we are in the community, when we are at work, when we are interacting with others, that we're bringing a different level of leadership, a differentiated level of leadership that will make a difference, right? So how do I make a difference? Well, on the air. And, you know, you guys listen, and hopefully that you know, this is touching you. Because I'll tell you, it's a wonderful feeling to be motivated and have a clear purpose towards which, you know, uh, a clear purpose that you can channel all your energy, especially when it's prescribed for you. And that's what we're missing. And it's a horrible feeling to not be able to or to be following someone who can't do that. So that will be the topic of conversation this month. I'm looking forward to it, man. So who are you supposed to be guiding? Who are you supposed to be helping? What conversation do you need to have that you've been putting off that you need to have today? Right. Leaders, they uh, are often confronted. You know, have the conversation. Don't hide the light of your North Star. Let it shine. Because from time to time, we all get lost And that's the type of guidance and leadership we will want if we're lost. And that's the type of guidance and leadership so many of us need. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.